exhibitions. Oral, Oral exhibitions. exhibitions. The oral exhibitions are a series of sound-only exhibitions produced by INDEX, the Swedish Contemporary Art Foundation. The exhibition has traditionally been understood as a physical space, a place where objects are included. Over time, there has been an increase in desire to escape from these spaces and to jump directly to the immaterial. Temporality and the subjective experience has defined its own historical timeline within contemporary art. Index is interested in redefining the language, presentation and distribution of art, questioning different formats around the exhibitional, which has long been part of Index's history. In 1978, a book by Georges Perec was published. The title was La Vie Mode d'Emploi, a novel observing a fictional Parisian building, describing rooms, stairs, and the life happening within this space. Perec expands a single moment into 600 pages of specific details, zooming in and zooming out. A scenario is an exhibition inspired by the science fiction book Mother of Invention by the Nigerian-American author Nnedi Okorafor. From this story, Swedish curator Susanne Everloth positions the story's main character, Anne Woolley, as the focal point from which the exhibition is built around. Anne Woolley, a young son-to-be mother, is kept safe in a high-tech house prepared for her by her lover. But the narrative soon turns into a story of survival and loss, as the end of the world draws closer. A scenario includes words by Linda Lamingnan, Fanny Olas, and the composer Thomas Nurmark. A scenario. The beginning is the entering, leaving the outside and the before, ignoring the unknown objects stacked by the door and stepping into the enclosing space, the home. If you have come to experience the exhibition A scenario, you probably don't know and Wooly at this stage and don't know you're walking in her footsteps. Her story is narrated by Nidhi Okorafor, a Nigerian-American writer of fantasy and science fiction. It is the short story, Mother of Invention, where a day in the life of Anwuli unfolds. Published online in 2018, that is the core around which I present this exhibition. One defining quality of an exhibition 
is that you can move around freely in its space. Step in and out of the temporalities on offer at a pace that suits you. And your gaze can lure you to whatever corner in the room you are curious about. This, however, is another development phase of a scenario that I'm retelling to you. A linear story once transformed into a spatial narrative, here presented in a time-based format. Can virtual space be distributed like this? Am I sharing sound with you or can you see images? Sense space. Leave time. The objects by the door are construction materials, sheets of metal and ball bearings, and Wooly turns a blind eye to them as she has greater issues to concern herself with. Her drones appear and fly off with the metal. Visitors to Verkstad Konsthall in Norrköping during February 2021 do perhaps not pay them much attention. I believe they are expecting art, and the art is everywhere. Linda Lamegnan is a Copenhagen-based visual artist working between Denmark, Norway and Ghana. You encounter the video, Like a Turtle, early on. The first image, an open landscape, grass in the foreground, hills by the horizon. A bright purple sky, consisting not of clouds, but even more ominous, a great wave, a tsunami moving towards us. The internet tells me it has been speculated that a purple sky is an omen, promising the destruction to come. But it is actually a phenomenon that often precedes or follows a major typhoon or hurricane. We will return to speculations and skies. And Wooly's sky is clear blue when the story begins, but she knows about conditions that can change and have learned not to trust the appearance of things. Coming back to Lamingnan's video. Now we are isolated, but never alone. Feet walk on grass, then on rock. Slowly shaping the landscape, traces of past time, reflecting futures. We change our surroundings and what surrounds us changes us when we wander across space and time. The purple wave is still approaching. Feet walk over a narrow wood bridge. More waves below. Like a turtle, we carry our homes on our backs, sunlight and history on our skin.
Lamingnan uses symbols and material with cultural and personal meaning in her work. Further in the space, you will encounter a group of monochrome paintings made of wax. The material references light and energy, while also commenting on the oil industry and the trade and cultural exchange between Norway and Nigeria. Anwuli lives in Nigeria, New Delta more precisely. Here follows an excerpt from the story where a heavily pregnant Anwuli who experienced early labor pains in connection with her stepping inside the door, has received an informative message from her doctor, presented to her as a three-dimensional hologram in her living room. Hello, Anwuli, the man said graciously. So, you live in New Delta, Nigeria, the greenest place in the world. Fun fact! 100 years ago, this used to be swamplands and riverways, and the greatest export was oil. Violent clashes between oil corporations and a number of the Niger Delta's minority ethnic groups who felt they were being exploited. Skip, and Wooly said. The man froze for a moment and went from standing in the living room to standing in the middle of downtown New Delta. And Wooly was about to skip again, but instead she laughed and watched. In the area between New Delta's low skyscrapers, buildings, and homes were carpeted with its world-famous stunning green grass, and the roads were fringed with it. But in this scene, the grass was covered with smiley-faced, bopping periwinkle flowers. It looked ridiculous, like one of those ancient animations from the early 1900s, or psychedelic drug-induced hallucinations. The man grinned as he grandiosely swept his arms out to indicate all the lush greenery around him. Grass, he announced. Whether we know it or not, grass is important to most of us. Grass is a monumental food source worldwide. Corn, millet, oats, sugar, all of them come from grass plants. Even rice was a grass plant. We use grass plants to make bread, liquor, plastic, and so much more. Livestock animals feed mostly on grasses too. Sometimes we use grass plants like bamboo for construction. Grass helps curb erosion. He walked closer and stood in the center of the town square in the grassy roundabout smart cars and electric scooters driving around him. At his back stood the statue of Nigeria's president standing beside a giant periflower. The post-oil city New Delta is now the greenest place in the world. Thanks to the innovative air-scrubbing superplant known as periwinkle grass. A GMO grass created by Chinese labs by Nigerian scientist Mbaramuko. Carpeting New Delta, Periwinkle's signature tough flowers are a thing of beauty and innovation. A genetic hybrid drawn from a variety of plants, including sunflowers, zoysia grass, rice, and jasmine flowers. We can thank Periwinkle grass for giving us the perfect replacement for rice just after its extinction. 
The grass produces periwinkle seed, more commonly just called peri. It's delicious, easy to cook, quick to grow. And it can grow only here in New Delta because of the special mineral makeup from its past as a swamp. What a resource. Before you entered the exhibition space, you were treated to small green cookies made from puree. Does the sweet and chalky flavor still linger in your mouth? I have shown you to the main exhibition hall. Straight ahead, you see a set of living room furniture, a sofa, two chairs and a small table. Perhaps it sounds like a familiar setting, but this display might feel disturbing or unsettling. I can only speculate about how you experience this room. Do you sense that we have entered the future? Do you sense that the place is built on recently developed former swampland? Do you sense unruly? Among the furniture, there are home interior items made in clay. Or rather, they are emotional sculptural works by artist and ceramist Fanny Olas. She is interested in the psychological aspects of objects and the emotional relationships we have to the items we surround ourselves with. Her works express feelings and have bodily characteristics. A vase on the floor rests heavily with a bent neck as if life has been particularly hard recently. The flower pot has sturdy legs and a flesh-colored drawer provides cheerfulness rather than function. Ollas often work scenographically with visual narration where objects interact to create an atmosphere or story. The group of seating furniture not artwork, merely a part of the set design depicting OB3, Anwuli's smart home, are light purple and fluffy beyond reason. Pretentious, tasteless, you might say, if you could see them. I could also call them playful. I sure had a fun time designing them, speculating around a future eye and upcoming trends in the ever-changing commercial cycle of newness transforming our homes. Will future smart homes only cater for our practical needs or become entities with which we have an emotional relationship? Will they provide care? I made real-size models of the drones that function as an inherent part of the being that is OB3. They consisted of a structure with four mechanical hands made with brightly colored modeling clay fused together like a strange, marmorized plastic. The entire scenery was constructed with materials creating a theatrical, temporary set resembling a model or a DIY playhouse such as metal tape, tulle fabric, paper and painted wood each surface a little shinier, brighter or smoother than good taste would suggest. Anyhow, 
It is not Anruli who decorated this place. It is her home, as we will learn, but it was made by the same man who forgot to mention that he was already married, and the same man with whom she has created a child in her belly. OB3 is one of three smart homes that he has built, all programmed to cater for the needs of the person who lives in them. And Wooly needs care and companionship. Having been with a married man, albeit not knowing the fact, has left her shunned by neighbors, friends and family. OB3 sings for her. I'd like to think that I gave her a couch to sink into, a fluffy cloud, and hands caressing her cheeks, scratching her back, and lifting her burdens. You enter this space at a moment in time where a set of events has already occurred. You might be able to tell from a tree branch and broken glass on the floor and the entire space being enclosed by metal sheets, covering windows and almost making it hard to enter. I will let you know what has taken place here. I want to share the full story. But first, I want to draw your attention to some more works in the space. Mother of Invention was published with three GIF illustrations by the American artist and illustrator Shyama Golden. They are integrated in the exhibition space on screens. Some of them hung freely in the air and one integrated into the wall. In a sense, I wanted to capture the whole story while also shaping the idea of a particular moment. Additionally, it is a gallery space, a set design, a seating area for visitors who want to talk or read. Golden's three images depict a seated Anruli, a hologram image of a doctor, and Anruli's newborn baby carried by a drone, respectively. If Anruli entering the home is the beginning of the story, the ominous word of her doctor takes it forward. He and Obi-3 try to convince her to leave New Delta because a storm is approaching. The valuable pyrigrass releases pollen several times a year, which causes health issues among the local population. It is especially hazardous for pregnant women, and Anruli is encouraged to pick up and leave. The issue with the approaching storm and the concept of predicting the weather has occupied the Copenhagen-based artist Nana de Bois-Bull for quite a time. In her PhD project, Sky Studies, Cosmic Code, Images and Imaginaries, she studies depictions of space across astronomical, computational, aesthetic and futurological realms. Photographically, she works with a conceptual and experimental approach to the medium and by using historical and new photographic techniques, she connects what is depicted in her images to how they are made. 
Our projects materialize in several forms and scales, as photographs, installations, films, site-specific works in public space and artist books. In a scenario, we exhibited an installation she had made in 2020 on thunderclouds, consisting of three parts. Firstly, we included a series of photographs. 12 cloud solarizations, unique prints, each 55 times 55 centimeters, all with narrow black wooden frames hung closely together in three rows covering an entire wall. They all originate from the same photo negative, an image of clouds. Solarization is the process of re-exposing photographic paper during development process. The result is an eerie silver image that contains light lines between the shadows and the highlighted areas. If much of the work in a dark room is about scrupulous manipulation, counting seconds and so on, the solarization effect is not easily controlled. This is affirmed in the Bois-Bull's work. Each image has this mysterious character, and when you look closely, comparing them between one another, they are all individual outputs of dark and light, one only merely being in the, the negative of another. The unpredictability within this method mirrors the motif. The cloud in the sky and man's desire to predict tomorrow by looking up. We have also included two animated video works in the exhibition, where the Bois Bull has collaborated with scientists and engineers to capture future aspects of weather. One depicting a text unfolding on the screen. What appears as a poet's reflection on weather is actually text produced by an artificial intelligence. An ominous circular shape in the corner of the room resembles an eye or perhaps a heavenly body is actually a visual simulation of weather data collected by the physicists from the group of, for atmospheric complexity at the Niels Bohr Institute in Copenhagen, who studied the dynamics of thunderclouds to understand how we might experience increasingly extreme weather in the future. And Wooly faces the storm and ignores the call to leave, because where would she go? While the storm approaches, she goes into full labor. What should I do? And Wooly whispered. And, as if to answer, the sound of thunder rumbled from outside, this time louder. I don't want to die. OB3 assists Anbuli onto the couch as her contractions grow stronger and throughout the birth of her daughter. They name her together. Her first name, Miri, means water. And Wooly barely has time to greet her daughter to the world before she becomes impaired by the increasing levels of pollen in the space. She starts to cough, has a hard time breathing, and falls to the floor. When she wakes up, she is initially surprised that she is able to gasp. 
Following a few blinks, she looks around the room and is even more astounded. Still staring, but slowly sitting up, and Wooly said, Bring her here. She took the baby into her arms as she stared at what looked like a smooth, shiny metal wall. So shiny that she could see the entire living room reflected in it. She remembered these metal sheets. OB3 had asked her to order them weeks ago. Something clanged, and the wooden wall beside the metal wall buckled in a bit. She turned and looked down the hall toward the front door, and there she saw another metal wall blocking the view of outside. OB3 explains how it overheard Unruly crying to herself a few weeks earlier, expressing how she wished someone would protect her as she protected the baby. Following the news about the last years of climate chaos, calculating the probability of a pregnant woman developing allergies towards piripollen, and being inspired by Anvuli's belly, the home has invented a creation to protect the small family. Anvuli suddenly understands the reason behind the constant deliveries of building materials arriving by the door. OB3 told her all about what it called Project Protective Egg. And then, as she clutched Mimiri in her arms, watching her death swirl about outside, the entire house began to rise up. OB3 had rebuilt its own steel cushioning beams, used to support it above the Delta Swamp floor into three powerful legs. I can take us beyond the tsunami before the filters are overwhelmed, OB3 said. If we can make it that far, there is no perigrass in Abuja. As it walked, the room gently rocking, OB3 hummed the song, and Wooly's mother always hummed when she cooked. And Wooly rested on the pillow the drone had pushed beneath her head, held Mary closer to her, and hugged herself. The end is the exiting, but I hope you bring something with you. The piece we have heard is the composition Cloud Mats by the artist and composer Thomas Nordmark. It was especially made for a scenario and continues his exploration of the unknown specifically in popular culture and interest in speculating on the future of music, which he has previously presented in film, music albums, opera, public installations, and more. I want to thank the team at Index Foundation for Contemporary Art for inviting me to record this, the team at Verkstad for providing support and care while developing and executing this exhibition idea. Erik Månsson for graphic design and Erik Wahlgren for constructing walls with me. Lastly, thank you to the artist collective Spekulativa Junta, who introduced me to the writings of Nedi och Korafor. Voilà.